Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Mayor Lori Lightfoot joins us now. Mayor, welcome to the show. I hope you're doing well. Um, I am. Thank you for having me this morning. Lousy day to be out campaigning, eh? <laughs> well, you know, it's winter in Chicago. you got to put your winter coat on and your boots and tough it out. I think so. And we've had such an easy winter that I think that one of my listeners said this week, we're getting soft, John. What's the matter with us? <laughs> well, I'm not going to ever call Chicagoans soft. We've been through a lot these last four years. And what I see is a tough and resilient uh, city. So, yeah, we're having a little bit of uh, uh, a cold and sleet today, but nothing that Chicagoans can't handle. You know, you just made reference to something that I don't think, to be honest with you, you get enough credit for. The Chicago take today on Mayor Lori Lightfoot's campaign is sponsored by the Haggerty Auto Group, haggertyautogroup.com. I don't think a mayor could have had a more challenging four years than you have had. Would you agree with that? Well, look, it's, it's been a lot, um, and I think we've faced some historic challenges, starting with, of course, uh, the global pandemic. Um, that hasn't happened in our city in uh, 100-plus years. So, yes, it's been a challenging four years, but I think we've done well and met every challenge head-on because we've come together as a city and because Chicagoans are so tough and so resilient. So I wanted to talk to you about how you would govern for another four years. I'm not mm-hmm. that interested in what's been happening with the campaign lately, but just humor me for a moment, as that yeah. is the news today. Just answer a couple of questions about the campaign. Do mm-hmm. you know how the campaign got those government email addresses and school email addresses? I think it was two things. Um, some of them are just publicly available. If you Google, you can find them pretty easily. Um, and for reasons that are beyond me, some people who signed up for campaign alerts and what have you um, gave their government email addresses, which I don't get. But that's really um, the answer as far as I know. When did but you find said, out? But when, when did you find out that the campaign was, in fact, soliciting students or government employees to advocate for your candidacy? Well, to be clear, the ask was to share uh, internship opportunities uh, for students. I found out on it the day that the, the news broke, um, sometime back in early um, January, and the minute I found out about it, I put an end to it, period, full stop. I understand that, uh, but we, the, we campaign, any... the campaign had been warned about this as early as August of last year. So well, you asked me specifically when I found out about it, and when I found out about it was the day in January when it became unknown and we got a media inquiry. And as soon as I found out about it, I put an end to it. There's got to be a high and impenetrable wall between what happens in the campaign and what happens on the official side. We've taken steps uh, to retrain um, our staff here on the campaign side and put in more safeguards to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, But as I said, as soon as I knew about it, I took action. That's what kind of person I am. Fair enough. But the the last observation I would make about all of that is it's a little troubling that for five months you did not realize something that was going on in your name, in your campaign. Well, uh, look, the the campaign has many, many layers. I'm at the top. We're not a two-person operation. 
We have many, many people that have been working on this campaign diligently uh, for months and months. So I'm the CEO, um, but I'm not um, the person who's in charge of uh, internship, recruitment, and outreach. So when I knew, I took decisive action, and I put an end to it. You made a comment, too, that if you vote for a black candidate other than yourself, that's a de facto vote for Paul Vallis or Chewy Garcia. You've since said that that was in sort of the heat of the moment of a campaign. Do you want to say anything else about that math and what you said? Well, what I, what I said in full context is this, that there are many other black candidates that are on the ballot. None of them have any viability. None of them are going to get uh, to a runoff. Um, and so... Um, to help educate people about what the probabilities are, what the standing is. What I've said consistently in context was any other candidate that is voted for is essentially yielding um, your vote to a Vallis or a Chewy Garcia because none of those other candidates have the ability to get to a runoff and, frankly, stop either Garcia um, and, importantly, to stop Paul Vallis. Would you advocate, would you ask those other candidates to bow out then or to throw their votes, their 1%, 2 or 10% to you? No, they're on the ballot. Look, everybody that's running for this office um, loves the city. Uh, everyone that's running believes that they have uh, the right ideas uh, to keep the city moving. The difference is that I'm the only candidate of all the nine who's got a concrete record of progress uh, and delivering on behalf of the residents of the city. They have a right to be on the ballot. They have a right to, to advocate. Uh, I'm just trying to simply educate the voters about who has a viable candidacy and who does not. And so put another way, as you just did, the math is what the math is. If you vote for a black candidate other than Lori Lightfoot, you're going to essentially elevate the candidacy of Valisor Garcia, correct? That's correct. To the 12% who are undecided, according to at least one recent poll, and maybe the 44% by our addition here who say they aren't going to vote for the top three polling candidates. Mayor Lightfoot, how can you persuade these people? How can you persuade Chicagoans that you can still lead, that you can work cooperatively with the CPD and the CTU and the business community and the media? You're... Your, your, your tenure has been, uh, however, decisive. It has also been divisive. Can we hope or expect that Lori Lightfoot would get more people under her tent in another four years? Well, I would push back on the premise of your question. Um, you can't close a $838 million budget deficit, which at that time was the largest in our history, without being to gather people together and reach a consensus, and that's exactly what we did. You can't close a $1.2 billion budget gap um, the next year as a result of COVID without being able to build consensus and collaboration. You can't get a um, casino uh, approved from Springfield, something that mayors have sought for 30 years with no success. We got that done because I personally built those relationships and collaborations. You can't woo the number of businesses that we have brought uh, to Chicago. Um, everything from getting the Google commitment of three to 5,000 new jobs, the largest uh, corporate uh, um, investment in downtown Chicago in our history, Kimberly Clark, Kellogg, um, the other almost um, 400 businesses that have come to Chicago in the last two years or substantially expanded their footprint without collaboration. 
We just announced recently a seven-county plan and agreement to market Chicagoland and not just Chicago. Market and do business development. That's all about collaboration and cooperation. So I push back on this notion that, oh, the mayor is mean, the mayor can't get along. The results show something very, very different. And we're going to continue to build and deepen those relationships. And, yeah, I'm different than any other mayor that's ever been um, here. I didn't come up through the machine. I didn't, um, and I made a clear decision early on that I wasn't going to buy votes, that I wasn't going to trade taxpayer dollars and resources to get people uh, to um, show their allegiance and loyalty. That's not who I am. And you don't need that to be able to govern effectively. And we proved that over and over again. Every budget's been passed uh, with a, a comfortable um, majority. All of the things that we've been able to accomplish on the economic development front um, and showing that we collaborate not only in Chicago, but in Chicagoland, the seven county region, that's a record of accomplishment that shows collaboration and cooperation. Maybe so, but if I was on your team, I would pull you aside and say that your negatives are that Regardless Mm -hmm. of what you just said, either you're not sufficiently transparent or you're not sufficiently approachable Mm -hmm. or amenable, that the Lori Lightfoot persona is one that doesn't Mm -hmm. lend itself to getting things done with other people, be it the city council or the teachers union or the media. Again, I got to push back and I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. You are ignoring the facts, whether or not people um, have issues with the way that I deliver no doubt about it, 110% I have delivered. And so what my staff has said is we need to continue to build bridges. We need to continue uh, to <clears throat> take advantage of opportunities to collaborate. But if you look up and down the board of what we've been able to accomplish in four years through the toughest times that any mayor has faced in recent memory, yeah. that tells a very different story. Um, with due respect. Fair enough. Uh, Let me cut you off because we have two minutes left. And maybe the most important thing I can ask you about is crime and public safety. You have pointed to progress that you've made. You haven't talked a lot about any new initiatives. In fact, David Brown will probably serve out Mm -hmm. his term as your police superintendent. Is there anything new that we can expect in terms of ensuring public safety? Yeah, yes, of course. And I actually have talked at length about them. What are the biggest threats that we face on public safety? The biggest threat is obviously the, the number of illegal guns that pour over the border from, <clears throat> from Indiana and other surrounding states. So we are in the process of uh, we've set up um, interdiction teams on the Skyway to stop the flow and send a very strong message that if you bring guns and try to bring guns into our state, we're going to stop you and we're going to arrest you. And not only are we going to take your guns, we're going to make sure that you're prosecuted. We're continuing to lean into uh, our relationships with our federal partners, particularly the ATF, to bring more prosecutions of people who are causing harm. We continue to push and work with the courts to hold violent, dangerous, and habitual offenders um, uh, responsible. How would you get more? How do you get more people on the police force? How do we get more cops on the street? We we have been we stood up a full time um, recruiting team. Um, that has been scouring the country, going to college campuses, working with the military. That is why we were able to hire over 950 officers last year. But we need more. Uh, But uh, we need more. How do we get more officers on the force? If you would let me finish, I'd be happy to explain that to you. Sure. 
Uh, and we have to keep demonstrating why this is a good and valuable job supporting our officers and going everywhere. This is a tough time nationally to recruit officers. We are, frankly, one of the better cities off um, across the, the country with a consistent ability to hire big numbers of officers. We have ambitions this year to hire 1,000, and I'm confident that we'll get there. Um, we have to continue to talk about why this is such a good job um, in terms of the salary, the benefits, and then we've got to con- uh, continue to support the officers who are here and demonstrate to them yeah. that we uh, value them. And then we push those officers um, out on the street in areas all over the city um, that are seeing uh, challenges um, in public safety. So I think we're on the right track, but there's always obviously more that we can do um, to really uh, talk about why this is such a good job and really to applaud the young men and women who are saying in this difficult time uh, when there's a lot of anti-police that we salute and applaud them, which is what I do every time I go to roll calls, every time I go to graduation. We're out of time. Lori, I think this has been a good conversation for you and for our listeners. I hope we can have more like this. Be great. Thank you for joining us, Mayor Lori Lightfoot.